Welcome back to the I Farm Well podcast with me, Drew Radford. This podcast is part of a toolkit to help farmers like you cope effectively with life's challenges and get the most out of every day. In the previous episode, we learned about how the way we think influences the way we feel, how our minds tell us stories and can be bullies sometimes, and how we can get stuck in thought traps by believing everything our mind says to us or by trying to avoid or escape from these thoughts. This in itself is exhausting and it means we can't focus on the things that are really important to us. We also heard from Kim, a farmer from Pekina, who explained to us how noticing his thoughts and thought patterns or stories and not necessarily always believing them has made his life better. In this episode, we will try to equip you with some tools that help you notice the thoughts that are driving the way you feel and how to get some distance from them so that they have less power over you. To get the most out of this episode, it might be a good idea to stop what you're doing and just listen for a while. But it's up to you. See how you go. Let's jump straight into it. The first tool we will discuss today is noticing while breathing. Being able to notice your thinking, particularly when your thoughts are playing up, bullying you and influencing you, is the first step in reducing the power your thoughts have over you and recognising these are not necessarily the truth, like Kim is now able to do as he has practiced this approach for a while now. Being able to notice your thoughts is a very valuable skill because if you are more aware of your thoughts and feelings, you can respond to challenging situations with care rather than reacting automatically. I'm now going to introduce you to Sue, who is from a cereal and sheep property in South Australia. This is what Sue found when she does this exercise. When I'm focusing on my breathing, I do know that my mind does wander in and out and those thoughts come and go, but you can really focus on bringing them back again and trying not to let it wander too far. Being able to notice your thoughts can be a difficult skill to master at first, and it does take practice. Sometimes a strong negative feeling, like anger, will be a good clue that you have been hooked by or believed a nasty, unhelpful thought. For example, thinking, this is not fair, is one of these thoughts. If your attention shifts to something like this, there's no need to panic. As Sue said, you just focus your attention back on your breath again. The next exercise will help you get better at stopping, stepping back, and observing your thoughts. But before we get into it, please do not do this exercise while operating a vehicle or machinery. And as I said, if you can, stop whatever else you're doing, make yourself comfortable, uncross your arms and legs, and put your feet flat on the floor. Make yourself comfortable with your feet flat on the floor. Gently close your eyes and bring your attention to your breathing. Follow the air 
as it comes in through your nostrils and goes down to the bottom of your lungs. Then follow it as it goes back out again. Follow the air as if you're riding the waves of your breathing. Notice the air moving in and out of your nostrils. Notice how it's slightly warmer as it comes out and cooler as it goes in. Notice the gentle rise and fall of your ribcage. Notice the gentle rise and fall of your belly. Fix your attention on one of these areas, whichever you prefer. On the breath moving in and out of your nostrils, on the rising and falling of the ribcage, or the rising and falling of your belly. Keep your attention on this spot, noticing the movement in and out of your breath. Whatever feelings, urges or sensations that arise, whether pleasant or unpleasant, gently acknowledge them as if nodding your head at people passing you on the street. Gently acknowledge their presence and just let them be. Allow them to come and go as they please and keep your attention on your breath. Whatever thoughts, images or memories that arise, whether comfortable or uncomfortable, simply acknowledge them and allow them to be. Let them come and go as they please and keep your attention on your breath. From time to time, your attention will become distracted by thoughts or feelings. Each time this happens, just notice what distracted you, then bring your attention back to your breath. No matter how often your attention wanders off, whether it's a hundred times or a thousand times, your aim is to notice what distracted you and bring your attention back to your breath. There is no need to be frustrated or feel impatient or disappointed when you get carried off by your thoughts. It is the same for everyone. Our minds naturally distract us from what we are doing. So each time you realise your attention has wandered, gently acknowledge it, notice what distracted you and return your attention to your breath. If frustration, boredom, 
anxiety, impatience or other feelings arise, simply acknowledge them and maintain your focus on your breath. No matter how often your attention wanders, acknowledge it. Notice what distracted you and gently bring your attention back to your breath. When you are ready, just bring your attention back to the room and you can open your eyes. What did you think of that? When we notice our breathing, we can't be our breathing. Much like when we see our house, we can't be our house. And when we see our thoughts, we can't be our thoughts. How easy was it for you to focus on your breathing? Try to give it a rating in your mind. One being easy and five being extremely hard. Most people find it challenging to stay focused on their breath to begin with. If you notice your thoughts wandering off, that's okay. In fact, the whole point of the exercise is just to practice noticing where your attention is. Every time you notice your attention is somewhere else and you try to bring it back to your breath, you are practicing a very valuable skill. Were there any thoughts or stories that came up and pulled your attention from your breath? What other things pulled your attention from your breath? For example, were there any sounds, feelings or sensations that pulled your attention from your breath? Did you notice anything else? No matter how hard you found that exercise, try to come back and keep practicing it. There might be some days we find it overwhelming to sit quietly and observe your breath and thoughts, while other days it might not be so challenging. This is normal. If that was your experience this time, perhaps wait for a few days and see if it feels any different when you try again. Now, let's look at another tool, examining your thoughts. Once you have started to be able to notice the thoughts or stories that catch your attention, take a deep breath and examine them by asking yourself some simple questions. Like these, is this thought helpful? Is it going to benefit me in any way? Is it going to help me achieve my goals? If the answer to these questions is yes, then listen to the thought and act on it or enjoy it. If the answer to these questions is no, then you need to let it go. We will cover how to let it go soon. So far, we've learned that thoughts are just thoughts, which aren't always accurate or helpful. They are often just the same old stories our mind has played to us before. We've also learned that changing the way we relate to our thoughts can help us be less distracted by them. When you become aware of the thoughts and images passing through your mind over and over again, and then you practice letting them go, it's possible to get some distance and perspective on them and see them just as thoughts, not facts. Research has shown us 
Most people spend much of their time and energy worrying about things that are out of their control and never happen. Remember those 70 to 90,000 thoughts you have per day from the first episode? The majority of them are thoughts about things we can't control. They are the sorts of thoughts I Farm Well will help you cope with. Time for a pop quiz. I'm going to say some statements and I want you to categorise each as either a helpful thought or an unhelpful thought. You may like to think of it as a bit like drafting cattle or sheep. Here we go. I'm unlovable. That's an unhelpful thought. I need to feed the dog. That's a helpful thought. It's never going to rain. As much as we wish it would work, it's still an unhelpful thought. I need to pay the rego on the ute. Helpful thought. You don't want to get a fine, do you? I'm a failure. That's another unhelpful thought. Focusing on this won't make you successful. Now you've got the idea about noticing your thoughts and deciding if they are helpful or unhelpful to focus on, it's time to challenge yourself and ask a slightly more complex question. Is this something I can action or do something about? This is a good question to ask yourself because you may come across thoughts that are not immediately helpful, but they will be in the longer term. For example, I must remember to do my tax. It's a helpful thought, but focusing on that thought in the middle of shearing, for example, may be an unhelpful distraction. To summarise, ask yourself, can I fix the problem right now? If so, just do it. You're good at that. If you can fix the problem in the next week or month or so, make a note, set a date and then let it go by focusing your attention on something else. And if neither option is viable and you are thinking about something that is beyond your control, like the weather, disease outbreak, a workman leaving, someone getting sick, then notice it, choose to let it go and direct your attention to something else. Here's Annie who is from a cattle property explaining why she likes this strategy. It's just so practical. On my fridge, I've got a little sign that says, with your worries, what are you worried about? If it's doable, fix it. If it has to be done next week, schedule it. And if it's not fixable, just let it blow away. And that is uh, the most powerful piece of information that I find. And this is Mick, who grew up on a sheep property in central west New South Wales and now works in viticulture in Victoria, explaining it from his perspective. It's one thing... I guess, you know, we're, we're worried about the weather, we're worried about what needs to be done next week, we're worried about what happened today, and just being able to just sit down for five minutes and actually um, think about something that I do is now is I think about, you know, what, what can I control, what can I do right now, what needs to be done in the future and what do I not need to worry about. And it only takes a couple of minutes when you're just feeling a little bit overwhelmed with things and it can really make a difference to your day. It makes good sense, doesn't it? 
For the rest of this episode, we'll focus on helping you to do the letting go part. Of course, that's the hardest. Now that you've developed the ability to notice your thoughts and decide which ones to let go of, here's a strategy to help you get some distance from these sorts of thoughts, which will help make them less powerful and easier to let go of. Think of a difficult thought you might have struggled with and would like to let go of. This might be something like, I'm up against the world. Now, say that thought out loud. I'll have a go first. I'm up against the world. Now it's your turn with your difficult thought. Ask yourself, how did that make you feel? Now, say the same thought out loud three times in a row. I'll have another go. I'm up against the world. I'm up against the world. I'm up against the world. Your turn again. How did that make you feel? Now, say the same thought out loud, but say, I'm having the thought that first. For example, I'm having the thought that I feel like I'm up against the world. Repeat that five times. Did this make you feel more distanced from the thought? Did it make the thought any less believable? What most people find is that by putting I'm having the thought that in front of their difficult stories, it takes some of the power out of them. This is a strategy that is well worth practising. It may feel strange to say them out loud, but doing so helps you also realise that they are just sounds or words, not necessarily the truth. Give yourself a pat on the back. It can be hard to recognise those difficult thoughts, but you're on the way to being able to let them go. Let's have a look at another tool. This one involves naming your stories to help let them go. As we said earlier, often the same distressing and unhelpful thoughts or stories come up over and over again. These thoughts might have been hanging around for years, perhaps as a result of a challenge you've faced in the past. It's not your fault that your mind speaks to you like this. That's just what minds do but it's your responsibility to take charge of the situation and help manage it if you want to make your life a bit easier. To help you get more distance from your thoughts, another strategy you can try is ask yourself the following questions. What theme or pattern am I getting stuck in here? 
Or is this another thought to similar thoughts I think over and over again? Or is this one of my common stories? If it's a story that's come up before, give it a name. For example, this is my I stuff everything up story. This is my I'm not good enough story. This is my it'll never rain story. This is my I'm not a good friend story. Try it for yourself. Can you think of any unhelpful thoughts which occur over and over again that you might be able to name? Give it a try. Once you have your stories named, it's a good idea to remind yourself you have already heard this story before. There is nothing new here. You already know the script. Here's one final new strategy for you to add to your toolbox. We all make mistakes in the way we think. For example, we might assume things which aren't true or jump to conclusions that prove to be incorrect. Sometimes people develop unhelpful thinking styles that become automatic habits. Do any of the reoccurring stories you thought of earlier incorporate thinking errors such as mind reading, claiming to know what people think about you, fortune telling, predicting the future to be disastrous, personalising, relating everything that happens back to you, Negative filtering, focusing on the negative and ignoring the positive. Overgeneralizing, applying one instance to all other instances. Catastrophizing, blowing things out of proportion, exaggerating how bad it is. Black and white thinking, seeing things in extreme, e.g. it's either all good or it's all bad. What thinking errors do you make? I'll repeat them one more time. Mind reading, fortune telling, personalizing, negative filtering, overgeneralizing, catastrophizing, and black and white thinking. Most of us make a few. Which do you make? Next time you notice yourself getting caught up in a thought story, you could also ask yourself if you're making one of your common thinking errors. If you're aware you are making a thinking error, often then a story feels less real and has less power over you. How are you feeling? Hopefully, that's been useful to you. There are a couple of other simple things you might also like to try such as writing your thoughts down on paper. This might help you see your thoughts or stories at a distance, outside of the brain, and realise they are just a collection of letters that may or may not reflect the truth. Or, another thing to try is the stop strategy. S is for 
see the situation and associated thoughts for what it is. T is for take a moment to breathe for 10 seconds. O is for observe how this makes your body feel. And P is for proceed with something that will make your life better. Well done. You've made it through the second podcast. It's been quite a lot to take in, but hopefully now you've learned how to relate differently to your thoughts. Before we wrap up, remember that if you're serious about improving your health and well-being and really want to get benefit out of these strategies as farmers like Kim, Annie, Sue and Mick have, you need to continually practice the techniques we've spoken about. So in summary, what tools appeal to you in particular? Noticing where your mind wanders while breathing? Examining your thoughts and deciding if they are helpful to focus on or not. Saying out loud, I'm having the thought that I'm a loser, instead of plain old, I'm a loser. Giving your stories a name, recognising your thinking errors, or maybe it's writing your thoughts down on paper, or perhaps the stop strategy. Stop and see the situation and associated thoughts for what it is. Take time to breathe, observe how your body feels, and proceed with something that will make your life better. In the following episodes, we'll build on the core ideas you've explored in this one, but in the meantime, make sure you choose at least one or two of these strategies to practice daily. Here's why Kim thinks you should invest 10 minutes or so doing this. The trouble is when you get really bad and things get on top of you, the thing that used to take you five days now takes 10 days. So I I think it's worth for everyone to have a go if they feel as though they can get any benefit from it and get their mind back straight because then you start working more efficiently. He makes a good point. Go on, invest some time in yourself. It might even make you more efficient on the farm. Remember, if you'd like some extra free help to enable you to build these strategies into your life, register now to complete the modules and also receive text message reminders at ifarmwell.com.au. Thanks for listening. If this podcast brings up any difficult emotions for you, please reach out to someone you can talk to or call Lifeline on 13114 or the Beyond Blue support service on 1300 22 4636 at any time.